0: You're listening to An cast, your number one Australian gaming and random subjects podcast show. Join me each Saturday as I do a podcast about gaming and also throw in some other fun stuff, such as covers of songs and radio plays. Every Saturday on YouTube, SoundCloud, your iPod, or wherever you want to watch it, it's all up to you. You're listening to an Otaku Cast. I'm James, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Otaku Casts, your number one gaming and random podcast channel. On today's episode, we will be talking about science and a few certain topics regarding it. But to begin with, let's get into our first segment, This Week in Gaming, where I discuss what updates happened within the gaming world throughout the week. This week saw many games released for the all-new PlayStation VR that we will talk about a little bit later, along with a few interesting titles arriving on our screens, plus some additions to some already large franchises. Thanks to Kotaku, I have a large list of games that came out this week that I'll be mentioning a few of. We saw many new games join old franchises, with a Duke Nukem 20th Anniversary game being released, along with Rise of the Tomb Raider and Atari Flashback Classics. Large franchises are getting even bigger with the release of Gears of War 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, Batman Arkham Virtual Reality, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare Beta and Payday 2 The Big Score. We also see some brand new games coming out, such as Loading Human, Ace Banana, Mantis Burn Racing, and the most exciting one that I'm looking forward to, 100 Foot Robot Golf. Look it up, it will be worth it. This coming week is going to be huge as well, so make sure to tune in next Saturday to hear all about the amazing updates that are coming out that I am super excited for. So without further ado, let us get into tonight's show. Tonight we will be focusing on science, and how it links in greatly to the gaming industry. Science is one of my favourite subjects at school, so I have an interest into gaming and science, and how they can link. Please remember though, I am no scientist, so if studies in the future show different results to what I say tonight, do not be surprised. Once again, I'd like to say thank you to Kotaku, specifically Heather Alexandra. I found an article written by her on how a very large part playing video games is all based on your imagination. A link to this article can be found in the description of the podcast on YouTube and SoundCloud. In this article, Heather notes that the game Dear Esther, quote, I don't think the entire experience of playing a game is found entirely in gameplay. I think an important process happens off-screen as well as our imaginations." I agree with what she's saying here. Often games such as Burnout Paradise, No Man's Sky, Skyrim, and other open-world games, we think about them when we're not playing them, and even as we are, about where we want to go, what we want to do. And what surprises will await us next time we adventure out? These completely consume our daily lives as the two worlds, the ones that we're playing and the ones that we're living in, combine. Often gamers have a very strong and open imagination, and we can relate things in real life to things in video games too. I'm sure you can think of many times that you've seen something in real life and you thought, hey, that reminds me of so-and-so that happened in a video game I was playing. Games that give you choices on what to do can also be benefit in real life, helping you make decisions quicker and think fast in important situations. Games help our mental ability for problem-solving, too. We can learn from games such as Tetris, and even ones such as Candy Crush, as much as I hate to admit it, can be used as tools to help us learn patterns, and other games are useful for learning in maths. While on the topic of maths, If you ever want your children to play math games, or if you're a teacher looking for games for students to play during your maths lessons, do not send them to Cool Maths Games, as I've only seen one or two games on the website that are actually maths. So unless you count slicing sushi, making pizza, running over blocks in space, or helping a snail cross a path of spiders as math, please do not send them there. It's better for their education. This week, as I mentioned already, was massive for the gaming industry. Not only did we have all the games that I previously mentioned released, but we had the brand new PlayStation VR headset become commercially available. Now this got me thinking, what goes into virtual reality? Now I've tried virtual reality, I used an Oculus Rift headset in Adelaide a few months back for a festival that we went to as a class. And the way it immersed you in the game was amazing. It's unlike any computer screen and surround sound headset can ever dream of doing. Now on the reality headset was just a video of the Cheshire cat that you looked around, but everything in there just felt so real. My friends were even nice enough to scare me by touching my shoulder when the cat went behind me. Uh, Cheers, Michaela and Sophie. Now, I've been researching about how various different virtual reality headsets work, and I thought it'd be interesting to share these with you about what I've found. In sets such as the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive, there's a system called 6DOF, or Six Degrees of Freedom. Now this uses a gyroscope, an accelerometer, and a magnetometer to track your head. And move the picture in front of you so you feel like you're moving inside the virtual world. The new PlayStation VR also uses tracking dots on the outside of the headset, and they make it really distinguishable from all the other ones. And these also help to provide better tracking with an external PlayStation 4 camera system. So virtual reality is amazing. But it's also expensive, but it has good reason to be expensive, because if you want the extra bonuses, if you want the better tracking you get the better camera, if you want all the better technology for it to be more immersed in the game, you pay up, but it's completely worth it. There's nothing else in the world that can do this. No bent screens with light-up keyboards and 16-button mice can ever do the same thing, as one headset, on your head, with a set of headphones. Now, all this current information that I've been talking about can be found on wearable.com, and there's a link provided in the description of this podcast. I do like to throw my own personal opinion in here, so you're not going to find every single word of information that I say on that website. New systems are also being added, such as the new Oculus Touch, which are controllers that make you feel like you're actually moving your hands and using them in-game, rather than sitting at a desk with a keyboard and mouse to move around. Um, These work, say for example, in a shooting game, where to shoot you'd pull the handle a lot harder, and it would sense that you're pulling it in that location, and it would use that as a trigger to fire your gun in-game, and I've seen lots of people using this. It's absolutely amazing, and that uses the cameras that I mentioned before to track where you are in positioning to your head, and it translates that into the game, and it's so much coding behind it, but it's absolutely brilliant. One of the most exciting things, as wearable.com says, is eye movement tracking, which is an upcoming virtual reality headset, is promising that it will track your eye movements. It'll do this by using infrared sensors to detect eye movement, and immerse you into the game even more. The way that they've programmed this to detect even the slightest eye movement is amazing, because it's detecting a tiny little gel ball in an eye socket, just to put it out there straight and simple. By using this, it can blur images to make them even more realistic. In real life, not everything is the exact same. Things at a distance are more blurry than things a meter away from you. With eye tracking, however, this will become more evident in games, and it will be like it's actually there. We will see things more blurry at a distance than things up close, and it will actually be better on our eyes than seeing everything in HD. I really look forward to trying out the FOVE headset, so look it up, it's the FOVE headset, and I'm sure you'll be amazed with what you find. Well, thank you very much for joining me again this week for our cast. Once again a massive thank you to wearable.com and Kotaku for providing the information for tonight's show. If you have a topic you would like me to discuss on Cast, please comment with it below on SoundCloud or YouTube. Also a special welcome this week to any viewers now listening through iTunes. You are now able to download our podcasts for free every week and listen to them whenever you like, as many times as you like. Just search OtakuCasts on YouTube and you will find us. Look for the logo. Make sure to tune in next week as I come back with another exciting podcast and relate it to gaming. Apologies for no special item this week, as we are currently in the process of organising a few big special items that we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for joining me this week. This is James, signing out. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Casts. Make sure to join back next week to catch me on our next topic. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Soundclouds that you can see when we release a new Otaku cast. Make sure to tell your friends to subscribe too, so they'll be able to hear us, and then you can discuss it throughout the week. And if you've got a suggestion for a topic, feel free to let us know. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place, for an Otaku cast.